Amen. So Luke 24, and uh, where we laid off, where we left off, uh, I kind of had to fast forward through the road to Emmaus um, because we were getting really late, and the Lord said, no, keep going. And uh, I had all my family here. And uh, I don't know when, if and when they're ever going to come back. I hope they do, you know. Um, I, I, I'd love to see them all here. Um, but I, the Lord spoke to me very clearly uh, while I was up here and, and said, no, keep going. And uh, then brought me to a point where we could stop. And it, it didn't feel as though the message was incomplete. So uh, in Luke 24, we uh, studied the, uh, the resurrection account. Uh, that, that that Luke uh, laid out for us. We kind of jumped around a little bit between Matthew and uh, maybe even uh, Mark and John. You know, we kind of put some things together to look at the whole picture. Uh, so we went through the resurrection. And then uh, after we went uh, through that, and in verse 13 is really where the road to Emmaus uh, picked up. Now, the road to Emmaus, I'm just, I'm just going to summarize. It was... Uh, uh, and then we'll pick up uh, in verse 28 is really where we're going to start reading. But uh, that road to Emmaus is, is uh, a seven-mile walk, uh, so that's a, that's a long walk. That's a lot of time to be able to talk. And uh, they were having a very heavy discussion, these disciples that were walking. And as they're, they're in this deep discussion, uh, they meet Jesus on the road. And uh, Jesus starts uh, asking them, why, why are you so sad and everything? What's, what's going on? He addresses their sadness. And, and, and their question is basically, and I know I've said this before, but, but have you been you know, living under a rock? How do you not know these things? Every, everyone knows what just happened. And, and Jesus, just playing along, says, well, you know, what things? And, uh, and then he has them, has them spell out what they want to. And it wasn't obviously so that he could learn, but they needed to be able to say these things. And then the Lord addresses these things uh, as they're saying some things. Uh, and uh, they get to the point where uh, in, in I, what I believe, and I said this before was in verse 21, I believe that he wanted them to say this so we could address what they said in verse 21. And they say, but we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. So they went out and they were talking about who Jesus was and what he did and everything, and that he was crucified. And uh, and and then they, they're, they're saying right there in verse 21, they, they were hoping he was the one that was going to redeem Israel. And uh, we discussed that, that he did. It's just not in the way that they thought it was. That he was, you know, they were they were worried, uh, and and so about the oppression of Rome, and that that's quite an oppression, you know, that's that's quite an opposition that they had uh, from Rome, and one that was ruling over them, and uh, but a, a much more cruel master was ruling over their hearts, and that's that's the one the Lord came to conquer the first time, uh, was was sin and death, you know, so that they wouldn't they wouldn't be slave to sin anymore. And uh, not only did he save Israel through that, we know uh, that he saved us. Anyone who uh, believes in their hearts and heart and confess with their mouth, with their mouth, from Romans ten, uh, then 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 you're saved. You know, so so we we are blessed by that. And they go on to say that there were women that arrived at the at the tomb early and. Uh, and uh, they're talking about a vision and, and that they didn't see a vision and that it, it was actually uh, what they saw was was reality and that Jesus was not in the tomb and that he, he was risen. And then uh, so they, they, they go on further and they're explaining everything. And, and Jesus is uh, he addresses uh, their unbelief and then uh, gives them uh, what I, I had in my notes as a, a Bible study for the ages. And he takes them through everything, the Old Testament from the law, uh, the prophets, 
takes them through all those things and how they all spoke of Jesus. I, I, I know I said this before, but I would love to have a copy of that. I'd love to listen, sit and just listen to Jesus go through. And, because how much of it might we listen and go, wow, that too? You know, uh, you know there's, there's so much there that, uh, that, that we can just sit and, and listen to him expound upon the, the, the scriptures uh, himself and the, the word himself explaining the word and how that it, it, it describes who he is. And uh, so they, they had the opportunity to learn uh, what the, the Old Testament had to say about Jesus. And some of the things that, that were covered, I, I listed a whole, whole list of them, so I won't, I won't do all that now. But uh, some of those things would be uh, that he was the lion of the tribe of Judah, that he was the Passover lamb. And they, uh, being able to spell all those things out to them and uh, for them to be able to hear them and, and hear him teaching uh, how these things uh, were, were, were telling of him. That when he came, uh, it was uh, they could celebrate that, and they could look back and go, "That was about Jesus. That was about Jesus. That was about Jesus." And then what we can come to the conclusion is this whole book is about Jesus Christ. That everything is about Jesus. From from the, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? And then John one, who is who was there? Jesus. You know, Jesus is God. So. And from the very first verse to the very last verse in the scripture, it's all about Jesus Christ. It's all about him. So uh, he was able to, to share with them. And some of the things of, uh, that they weren't expecting, the suffering Savior from, from Psalm uh, 22, the good shepherd of Psalm 23. Uh, he uh, goes on the... the uh, where the prophets like Isaiah 53, where you can see even more of the suffering. That, so he brought, he brought them through all those things and, and taught them an awesome Bible study. And that's where we had to leave off. So uh, as they're on the road to, to Emmaus, they meet Jesus and he confronts them and, and, uh, uh, and basically is, is telling them in, in, in verse 25, he says, because they, they basically said uh, in verse 24, he says, it says, uh, and certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women said, but him they did not see. And then Jesus corrects them. And, and he says, uh, then he said to them, verse 25, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Verse 27 says, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded that expound to be able to, to explain uh, that, that Jesus opened it all up for them. He explained uh, to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Like I said, that's a, that's a Bible study. You, you ever, you ever been in a conversation where you know that uh, you, uh, you have a certain amount of time. And you, you're just, you're trying to get to, and you don't want that conversation to end. Uh, and it, whether it's a it's a walk, whether it's you're on the phone, and uh, you have a, a specific time you got to get off the phone, whatever it is, and you you really don't want that conversation to end. These guys didn't want it to end because when we see in verse 28, uh, it says that Jesus kind of indicates to them that he was going to keep going, and they beg Jesus like, no, don't come, don't come back with us. So let's look at verse 28. Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone further, farther. Uh, but they uh, constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table, 
that he took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, Did not our hearts burn within us while, while he talked with us on the road, and while he opened the scriptures to us? So they rose that very hour and returned to Jerusalem, and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed, and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road, and how he was made known to them in the breaking of bread. So they thought the conversation's coming to an end, and they, they had no idea what was coming next. And they get to the point where Jesus, Jesus is, uh, it says that as they drew near, he indicated that he would have gone farther. You know, I'm, I'm just going to keep going. And, and you know, you know, he's just ready to bless them even more. And uh, they, they, they just beg, no, come back. You know, the night's, the day's far spent. You know, it's going to be dark soon. Why don't you just come back with us, eat some dinner, uh, and we'll spend some time together. They're blessed. Can you imagine, like, the, the spiritual high, if you've been to a, a, a men's conference, women's retreat, anything like that, where you're just like, I do not want to leave this place. I remember uh, we were in Washington State, and I was just getting my teeth cut in, in ministry. Um, I had done a little bit of youth ministry over in Italy. Um, really don't know that I really should have been in that spot at that point. I was a pretty new uh, pretty new to actually obeying the Lord and, and learning his word. But what I do is, uh, I think I shared this with you, but I had um, Dee Dee Roberts, uh, she and her husband Kyle attend uh, Calvary Orrington. Uh, I went to Calvary Chapel with them uh, when uh, Calvary Chapel was on Somerset Street uh, next to John Babs. So they rented out this uh, auditorium next door. And uh, I, I used to go visit and uh, right in my middle of my heathen day, uh, you know, I bet, you know, occasionally I'd stay the night at my buddy Dave's house. Dave was here uh, during the, um, uh, why can't, do I keep saying convocation? So um, uh, uh, during the um, ordination, he and, and Mike, my two best friends, are up here. And Dave used to invite us, invite me to church if I stayed there because his mom really didn't give us much of an option. So she's like, hey, we're going to church. Let's go. So, uh, you know, we get up and, and get going to church. And I, I, I grew up Catholic and I had never really studied the scriptures. I didn't, I didn't know the word. And um, so I would go and, and, uh, and I'd learn. I'd be like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I never knew next time I'd go back. But I was always blessed. I never felt out of place. I never felt like, uh, you know, God always ministered to me and uh, was speaking to me about walking away from a life of sin. And I'd go, yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to do it. As soon as I got home, you know, the immediate deviation to the left or right. And I just kept going. And then, uh, But uh, eventually I, I had given my life to the Lord. And that's the first time I actually heard Will speak. Um, I, I heard him fill in. You, you know how he, he, he does the setup where he goes, what's this world coming to? And end. he's been doing that forever, right? So I told him recently, I'm like, you know, the first time I ever heard you speak um, was at Calvary Chapel. You were filling in, and it was on Somerset Street. And I told him that. He's like, huh, yeah, I, you know, I've been saying that for a while or whatever. So that and when we moved back here and we were trying to figure out where our church home was, I told Jen, I'm like, and I told her about how I, I was just blessed when he said that. So we came down here, and that was 20 years ago, and here we are. But I, I uh, that was a really long way around saying that you know eventually join the military. Uh, she gets stationed in Italy. Uh, I go over there and uh, I have Dee Dee Roberts, who is just faithful to uh, just to continue to to mail us cassette tapes. 
You remember those, right? And I know I've shared this part of this, so forgive me if I'm being repetitive, but I'd put my headphones on or I'd put it in the cassette player, rewind it, play it. You guys remember those things. And I'd just listen to Ken teach and I'd go share it. You know, that was that was like any Bible training I ever had. Was That was it, you know. So um, obviously uh, I was I was learning a lot. And uh, but I uh, I just kind of brand new and, and actually walking with the Lord. And uh, but I was sharing then and, and and then we moved to Washington State. And as soon as we got to Washington State, um, we were at, at Aviana Baptist Church when we were there. And I know I've shared part of that. But uh, when we get to Washington, I told I told Jen, I'm like, we got to find a Calvary Chapel because I know I want to study the Bible verse by verse. I was totally we were totally blessed by our church. But I was like, I, you know, topical things kind of cool. But I want to know the Bible. I want to go through it. So. Um, uh, we visited one a bigger Calvary Chapel and then found the smaller one and really felt at home there. And uh, shortly after uh, we were there, uh, a guy named Tim Mason, who became uh, a, a, a Paul to me. And, uh, and I was a Timothy to him. And uh, eventually he said, hey, why don't, you, why don't you help me with youth? And our two years while we were there, uh, within about six months or so, he's like, hey, I got a wife and kids and everything. I've worked all day on, on uh, Wednesday nights. Friday nights, I can't remember when uh, youth group was. Um, you you want to just take it over, and so we, I did, and you know, so I became the youth pastor, and um, and then uh, we took the youth, and we went to a. Um, uh, this is a really long story, and I, I don't mean to to detract, to, to but I, I'll get to the point. I promise you. So uh, we take them to a Bible camp, and uh, we get there, and we spend the whole weekend with them, and I am just on that spiritual high. You know, I'm just so blessed. You know, there's teaching happening. These kids are are, are like forced into these. You know, they got a bunch of kids in these uh, thing in the uh, the uh, cabins, and everybody's having a good time. Us as as youth pastors are being blessed because we're being able to hear each other teach. I'm like, I don't ever want to leave this place. This is this is where I want to be. You know, uh, and you know, we we had the kids up there. You know, I had Jen. I had the kids there, and I was like, hey, wait, I don't want to go back to work. This is that spiritual high. So th- those types of spiritual highs, you know what I mean? And these these guys are there, and they don't want to stop hearing Jesus. They don't want to stop hearing. So they they ask him, will, will you come with us? And uh, so he goes with them. And uh, it, it, they, they just said, abide with us. The day's far spent. So we went in to stay with them. And, and when they sit down uh, and they're about to have dinner, Jesus is revealing himself to them. And, uh, and how does he do it? it it's, it's such a cool way that he does it. In verse uh, 30, remember, it says, Now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them that he took the bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. That's how he did They They had been around Jesus. They had experienced him doing that whether it was something he said in the prayer or how he did it whatever it was they knew at that point uh that that it was it was jesus how he conducted himself um so they were blessed and uh i as i was reading this it 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 made me it made me think of something and i they were so familiar with how Jesus did things. And it, it should be for us that we're familiar with the words and works of God. That we can say, oh, wait a minute. That's that's God doing that. This is God doing this in my life. Because when he broke the bread and he prayed, they were automatically able to say, well, wait a minute. We've experienced that was Jesus. And then Jesus disappears and he's got, a, he's got more for them later. So they were able to hear Jesus to respond in faith. And, and uh, it... 
for for me, um, I, I play the guitar. I, I a, a funny story. We um, a tip in Jamie McDonald. They've uh, they've attended here with us uh, uh, when we were on Thursday nights. They'd be here with us uh, pretty much through the spring and summer. Um, but they attend up in Orrington. So uh, when we move to Wednesday nights, we don't we don't see them uh, here anymore. But they uh, we've remained in touch with them, and they they offered to take us on a boat ride. Uh, with a guy named Paul Stege, uh, who is a, a great guy I'll talk to you about later, just in the interest of time, so that we can finish our study tonight. I'll, I'll try to be short-winded about it, but um, I was I was just just uh, we were blessed to be able to spend some time with them, and uh, I, as we you know had this time with them, um, uh, we got off. We they took us out on a boat ride. Uh, Tip is a he's a ship pilot, so he pilots these massive ships. Uh, he's a very, very skilled. Uh, so the ship captains will uh, step away from uh, from driving the ship and let uh, let him take over for all the hard stuff, driving these big super tankers through canals and stuff. So when we got into this little, uh, like a lobster boat, beautiful, nice boat that they have, and we go for a ride. And we had our dog, and I'm walking my dog up, and somebody asks, because he's a puppy, and everybody wants to see him, what's your dog's name? The dog's name is Coda. And I said, uh, I said his name's Coda. And some guy comes over and says, are you a musician? And I said, well, I said, I play the guitar, but calling me a musician is kind of a stretch, you know, and, and it was kind of funny. It was a weird conversation. He's like, oh, OK. And he walks away. <laughs> that was the end of the conversation. But uh, it, it was so I, I, I say all that because as I playing a guitar, uh, anybody who has played an instrument or whatever, you get used to the tuning and where, you know, OK, hey, this is tuned right. Right. Anybody who, you know, um, uh, you know, Michael. Uh, uh, plays uh, the drums and uh, plays the keyboard. He knows. Okay, wait. I, I, you know that that note uh, right here. You know, you, you get in tune to that, and where you where you understand it. You know those things that we're familiar with. So we should be familiar with the word that when we hear it, we understand what it is, and uh, and those things. So um, Jesus explains the scriptures to them. They get their eyes open when they see him do something familiar to them, and then everything makes sense. And I love I love what they say here as they uh, as they are just talking about. He says he, he uh, took the bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. Verse thirty one. Then their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, Did not our hearts burn with a, within us while he talked with us on the road, and while he uh, and while he opened the scriptures to us? So he explained the scriptures to them, and as they did, it ministered to their soul. Uh, and what we see afterward is they had to rush back. So they rose up that very hour, and they weren't like, hey, let's go on a, on a stroll. That was a dead sprint because they wanted to get to everybody to tell them, tell them what had happened. Um, so they rose up that very hour. They ran to Jerusalem, and they uh, they found the 11, and they told them about what had happened. And uh, they 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 profess with their mouths in, in verse 34 saying the Lord is risen and has appeared to Simon and they told uh, and they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread they had to get there they had to get there and tell them what had just happened I mean that's an amazing I just we can't I don't know that we'll ever be able to fathom except for I'm saved you know, or, uh, you know, when, when someone gets saved and they, they pick up the phone, hey, I, I know you were praying for me and I know you've been sharing with me for years. And how many times have we prayed and years have we prayed uh, for loved ones to return to the Lord? And you get that phone call. You get that, that, that 
wait, you're what? <laughs> so I got to tell you this story. Um, we were in Washington. I'm oh, sorry. We were in Italy. And there was a six-hour difference uh, for phone calls and stuff like that. And I've, I've explained that before, right? You remember in Aviano, right, Edna? So uh, we're in uh, we're in Aviano, Italy, north northeast Italy. And uh, my brother gave me a call, and I think he called me. I don't remember. I used to get some calls at two, three in the morning because everybody's like, "Oh, it's eight o'clock. Let's call John and Jen." Yeah, it's two thirty in the morning. Love you guys, you know. But I I think this might have been one of those times. I I don't remember, but. Um, my brother called me and he's like, I don't know why, but you gave me a Bible years ago and I had to find it. We were going through the house and I had to, he's like ripping his house apart. And he's like, I finally found it in my closet buried under a bunch of things. And I told him, I'm like, that wasn't just because you, you felt like reading your Bible. I said, that's the Lord calling to you. And we were able to have a, a long conversation and I'm like, you just need to give your heart to Jesus, uh, and, and start walking with him. And so I got to pray with my brother, and I was I was so so blessed, so blessed at that, you know, uh, those types of things. Were, you know, that that type of, and I hung up the phone. That excitement, right? That excitement when that happens, I'm like, I got to tell somebody. I've got to tell. That's where these guys were at, and they 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 beat feet and they get right to these guys and they tell them everything. And it, what I think might have happened, and just a glimpse in. This is I'm not trying to be extra biblical or anything. Just my personal opinion was one of those like, whoa, slow down. What what are you saying here? And they're they're saying it loud and fast and everything. So that's the context, you know, because we can read these things and, and think that they, you know, um, in a in a weird uh, religious stroll kind of got there and everything. No, these guys are human beings and uh, they can't wait to go share. And they get down there and they're like, guess what just happened? And, and they're telling them at verse 36, now, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them. And said to them, peace to you. So as they're sharing themselves, uh, these things, uh, Jesus arrives suddenly and they're scared. And, uh, and uh, Jesus says to them, uh, peace to you. And they were terrified and frightened and supposed they had uh, seen the spirit. And he said to them, why are you troubled? And, and why do doubts arise in your minds? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself handle me and see for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. So he asked them, why are you troubled? And he asked them, why are you doubting? How many times in our lives has the Lord had to speak to us in those times? You know, this was, this was good news and they get frightened at the appearance of Jesus. Now, I don't want to say that it wouldn't, you know, remember when they're, when they're out in, in the middle of the storm and then they see Jesus walking it's that type of fright, like what is happening here? Because they thought they saw a ghost there and, and Jesus calmed them. He has a way of speaking to us and, and, and getting us to a point where he can grab our attention. There are, there are times in our lives that we're going to be completely, completely overwhelmed. We're going to get to a point where, and, and all we need to do is come back to, well, who's Jesus? You know, he, he I, I can just place my trust in him and he's going to take care of me. And he's, he says right in here, he says, why are you troubled? And why do you, uh, why do doubts uh, arise in your hearts? Because they're, they're in confusion right now. This circumstance has them totally confused, even though he has shared with them several times uh, about everything that was going to happen. And, and, and we'll get into that um, again further down in verse 44. 
But those those questions, it's important for us to understand. We we can look at those in the proper context. We're not going to just just go out on you know the storms of life and everything. But just understand that even in those times, the Lord is asking us, you know, why why are you doubting those things? But in the context of what we're looking at, He's saying He's 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 asking them, uh, you know, why are you troubled? Why did doubts arise in your heart? Because this can't be Jesus. This has got to be a ghost. And then he addresses that, and he says, "Behold, my hands and my feet; that it is I myself. Handle me." So, so the the false teaching that says that Jesus all along was a spirit. Jesus addresses that here, as we're going to see here. He asks, uh, you know, they they give him some fish and some honey, uh, some honeycomb. Ghosts don't eat. I mean, how often? Uh, have you guys ever seen all those weird ghost shows? Have you ever? Yeah, I think I've told you. I've seen some of those, and and the, I, I've never seen one that ever. Uh, and I don't think I ever will that ever convince me. I don't I, I don't sit there and, and watch these all the time. But uh, there was one that uh, years and years ago, I told you, I, I had the flu. I think I had the actual flu or strep throat. I was really sick. And they had this this show on and they're these little bang. Oh, did you hear that? Oh, did you hear that? And and you never actually see anything. And, and, and but these these people made millions of dollars setting up cameras and saying that, that, oh, that bang over there, that was a ghost. And did you hear that little voice? And they're trying to like decode these voices uh, and all, all these things. These guys, what Jesus is saying, I'm not a ghost. I'm not a ghost. Feel, look right here. And he's showing them his scars. And he's, oh, look at my hands, my feet right here. You, you can touch me if you want to. Jesus is addressing the doubts that they're, that are rising in their mind and the confusion and the fear. Uh, Jesus is addressing all those, saying, "Guys, it's me. I've told you all about these." In verse forty, uh, it says, uh, "When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet." But while uh, they still did not believe for joy and marvelled, he said to them, "Have you any food here?" So they gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and ate it in their presence. So like I said, the ghost on the Ghostbuster show or whatever it is, you don't ever say, oh, yeah, they just walk by, they're eating you know, a hot dog and some french fries. It just doesn't happen, right? Jesus is showing them, here, here are my scars. Does a ghost eat food? Does a ghost, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm eating with you. you. You can touch me. You can feel it's, he's the resurrected Lord. So he's showing, showing them that, that he is very much bodily there in their presence. So it, what it says here in verse 41, it says, They still did not believe for joy and marveled. Uh, emotions can be a hindrance to our faith. Their emotions are what we're keeping. It says right here, it says, They did not believe, uh, they did not believe for joy and marveled. Uh, emotions can be a hindrance to our faith in a way that... Um, uh, Oliver has shared several times uh, that he's he's had conversations uh, with people within the Mormon Church and uh, Latter Day Saints. Uh, I won't say of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. They're Latter Day Saint, you know, that's that's their claim. But uh, they follow something uh, as that's very important to them, and it's the burning of the bosom, the burning of the bosom, and uh, that's that's a, a burning within our hearts, and and they they'll they'll follow that and. Have you ever had something where you're really excited? Hey, this feels right. This feels right. Do you see how 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 uh, dangerous that is to to follow the things that feel right? How many times have our hearts led us astray? The burning of the bosom, that that burning within our hearts, that, that our innermost being. Oh, and then we find out. Oh, that was completely just my flesh. 
You know, my emotions, that really spoke to me. Or, you know, that didn't speak to me. But the, maybe that thing was, was very spiritual and was just confronting us. It was the Holy Spirit and confronting us, and we wanted to push that away. But the thing that really made us feel good about ourselves is something that was enticing, that was going to draw us in, like James says, draw us in, that sin entices us and uh, get, brings forth desire, and desire brings forth sin, right? You know, we, we can follow our emotions into trouble. So what it says here is they still did not believe for joy and marveled. So don't follow our, our, our emotions. There are several times uh, in the scriptures previous to this that when joy hindered faith uh, in the sense of something uh, being too good to be true. Uh, you may recall Genesis chapter 45 uh, where Jacob couldn't believe that Joseph was alive because of the news that uh, it seemed to be too good to be true, right? Like, wait a minute, my son is alive? And when, when he hears the news of everything, you know, he had been uh, beaten by his, his brothers, thrown into slavery, gone through Potiphar's house, uh, and uh, and then um, gets into uh, kicked out of uh, Potiphar's house because he was framed. Gets into uh, into prison. Gets uh, risen up into a, a position of leadership within the prison, and then is able to uh, um, tell uh, Pharaoh his dream to interpret uh, Pharaoh's dream to him. Gets elevated to second in command in Egypt. And then when uh, the famine happens, uh, they uh, his brothers are sent to Egypt to get food. And uh, and Joseph recognizes his brothers. They don't recognize him. You probably remember the story. Uh, he sends them back. Hey, go get go get this guy and bring him back. Over oh, bring Benjamin. Right, all those things. And um, and when it comes down to him revealing himself to his brothers and then going back. Uh, that uh, that Jacob didn't believe in Job chapter nine verse sixteen. Job said that if God uh, would have answered him, uh, uh, he would not have believed it. Uh, in Psalm one twenty six verse one, it says, uh, "Well, it it doesn't say." My note says, uh, "It seemed uh, too good to be true that God had again brought Israel out of captivity." Uh, when Peter uh, was set free from prison, remember in Acts chapter 12, the church didn't believe it. Everybody that's meeting in the room, like, no, no. And, you know, when the young lady uh, pounds on the door, they're, they're not believing it. They're not believing that Peter's actually at the door. They're like, no, he's in prison. That, that was the end of Peter. You know, you're, you know, you're beside yourself. You didn't hear anything. And she's insisting. And then they find out. So those, uh, you know, our emotions, don't follow our emotions. Follow what the word says. Our emotions will lead us astray. Our, our emotions um, will, will challenge us and, and, and lead us astray to the point where we're not willing to listen to God, but we want to hold on to those emotions that are driving us crazy. Verse 44, then he said to them, uh, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was with you, that all, the, all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. So Jesus is uh, pointing out throughout his whole ministry that uh, the word. His whole ministry, he's quoting the word, he's sharing the word, uh, he's referencing the word, uh, he's, he's bringing people to the word constantly. And the word has to be, so as he's, as he's sharing these things, we see the importance of the word, that it has to be our daily bread. There's nothing else that's going to fill and feed the Christian soul than the word of God. That's it. So what does he do? He brings them 
uh, as they're they're going through this hard time of uh, trying to believe who Jesus is and everything, he brings them right back to the word. And it says, uh, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. All the scriptures that they knew uh, and would have been exposed to, of course, they didn't have the New Testament yet, but Jesus continuously brought them to the word. And that was, that was where they were going to be fed. And that's uh, where they needed to learn from. And it's the same today for us. We need to be in the word, the daily bread. There's nothing that's going to feed us or sustain us, right? It, we can get to the point where we've neglected this word and what happens to our spirit. It's emaciated, right? You know, uh, if, if you think of uh, somebody um, who deals with iron deficiency, and, and how much an iron deficiency uh, can can bring somebody way down to the point where they have no energy. They've got nothing. Uh, my wife is, I'm sure she won't mind sharing me sharing this. Uh, as you know, uh, she's, she's uh, dealt through uh, so many things that she deals with with, with her uh, neurological uh, issues. And uh, one of the things uh, that she'll sometimes have to do is have an iron infusion to have this this iron pumped into her into her veins so that uh, she can get the iron she needs. And the first treatment she had totally wiped her out. I was almost dragging her out of the treatment center. Um, but then after the iron got in, she started getting started getting all of her, her her strength back. Our body needs the nutrients that we had. Our spirit needs the nutrients that the, that the word offers us. So when Jesus gets in there, it wasn't like a pep talk. He brings him to the scriptures. And he says, guys, I told you this all along. The law, the prophets, all this of the Psalms, they all spoke of me. And he's reminding them. And then what I love here in verse 45, he says, he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. The Lord is going to give us the understanding we need. If there's something we don't understand, continue to pursue the Lord. Don't go, well, I tried once, right? Have you guys ever been there? I know I have. I've been to that point where I'm like, I'm done praying. I, I My prayers hit the walls and they drop and that's it. I've heard people mock our faith and say, yeah, we've got an imaginary friend that we can make up and take with us and talk to and all those things. No idea. We serve a living God. We tr a true God and a living God. Don't ever be discouraged by anybody telling you you've got a, a fake friend that you've imagined or whatever. Our hearts will do that to us. Well, no, God, God's not really listening. Our enemy will do that whisper in our ear. God's not really. Why are you even praying? Why are you going to read? Oh, yeah, you just read. What do you remember? Oh, I don't remember. You know what? Next time, grab a pen and write it down. Whatever it is, don't ever be deterred from the word because our enemy wants to deter us from the word. That's where we get our strength, right? In Hebrews, the, the word of God is, is alive and powerful and sharper than any two. It's, it's alive. This book is alive. It's, it's alive. It changes our lives. It nourishes our, our souls, our spirit. So when Jesus is, is, is addressing their doubts, he's showing them. You see these things? And remember what I told you from the word? And he's, he's, he's explaining that. Well, guys, I've told you all along opens their understanding, once their, their understanding is open, uh, it, then they can understand, they can comprehend the scriptures. Verse 46, then he said to them, thus it is written and thus it is necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. The Christ, he's once again claiming to be the Christ, the Messiah. And it's necessary because if you look at the, ver the beginning of, of, verse, uh, of what he says in verse uh, four, uh, 46, thus it is written. I've shared it before. When, when the Lord says that he honors his word above his name, the importance of the word. If, if I'm 
hopefully getting that that point across to us. You guys are here on Wednesday night. I I, I know you understand what the, the what the word means to us. We can be we can forget be forgetful. We can get to a point where I, anytime we think we stand, <laughs> right? What does the scripture tell us? You think you stand? Watch out, right? Tell us, you know, we we just need to understand the word every single day. Just continue to be in the word. Just get just continually uh, being there. But he says, thus it is written, and thus it is necessary for the Christ uh, to suffer and to rise again the third uh, from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. So verse 47 says that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. Repentance and forgiveness. Remission, forgiveness of sins. Those two things should be preached. That's what we should be sharing when we're sharing our faith is the need to repent. Um, Sunday, praise of the park, I, I was asked to give... Uh, a, a, a message, a gospel message. And I, I prayed about it for uh, quite a while, just asking the Lord, open my eyes to, to what you'd have me share. And, and what he laid on my heart was share, well, who is Jesus Christ? Because if somebody's visiting there and they don't know who Jesus is, we need to explain who Jesus is. And us as, as believers, we need to be able to know these scriptures and be able to share them. And to be able to uh, that's the first time outside these walls that I've had a microphone in my face and had to spell out what sin is and with a microphone to a, a group of people that I don't, I don't know what I saw. There were a lot of Christians there, but I know for a fact that there were people there that are not walking with the Lord right now. And, and to be able to share with them that homosexuality is sin. So is idolatry. So is sex outside of marriage. So is you know all these things to be able to share that and then share the love of God with them that it, like I've shared with you guys several times and and you probably know from First Corinthians six of such were some of you to be able to share that that we need to be able to share our our, our faith with people and then share the need for repentance and that when we repent there's forgiveness have First John stamped right in your brain the confession and that he's faithful to forgive. And as we share, because who wants to hear, I, I, I've shared this before, I, I, I know I have, um, who wants to see, oh, okay, I'll share a different one. Um, I remember being in New Orleans, and uh, I, I thought I was going to have a conversation with this guy. I already shared the 16th or 17th Street Mall. What was it? In 16th. Yeah, I always forget the number. Uh, I shared that with you guys once, but uh, I was in New Orleans, and I saw this guy with the, um, he had uh, set up there, and I thought I was another believer, so I'm walking over, and he's kind of the sandwich board guy, so I knew I was kind of taking a chance to have a conversation with him. When I talked to him, it was like nobody talked to him at all. I'm like, all right, this guy's out of his mind, and I just kind of kept walking. But I thought I, 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 all he wanted to do was just be on the corner screaming, I guess. I, I, I don't know, because when somebody came up to actually talk to him, he didn't want to have a conversation. So just stand there and, and, you know, John the Baptist, it wasn't just standing there screaming at people. When people came, he would share with them that they, they needed to repent from their sins and that they were going to be forgiven and John would baptize them. So we need to be able to do that. So at what Jesus says here in verse 47 is that, uh, that uh, it says, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name, in Jesus's name. It's not just, hey, you know, you need to stop doing that because it's bad for you. It's, Tying everything into the gospel message. 
I mean, you could you can look right at verses 46 and 47 and witness to somebody uh, in a very powerful way, just using those two verses. Just being able to explain who the Christ is, who the Messiah is, and w what he stood for, what happened. It says that he, he had to suffer and, and rise again uh, from the dead and being able to explain the whole gospel message of his necessity, how, how needy we are, and that we needed him um, to go through those things that our sin could be paid for. And, that, that, uh, and then just preach repentance and remission of sins. It's easy to preach just repentance and, and get um, uh, puffed up in our own hearts and, and forget the sinner that we were. Jesus is right here reminding us repentance and remission of sins, repentance and forgiveness, because we've experienced that forgiveness. We can't walk around with our nose up to the world. Said uh, So it says repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send you, uh, I, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Now I had a whole bunch of notes that I didn't even look at for uh, for right here. So I'm just going to skip to where we were and uh, trust that the Lord. Had uh, so um, they were told that they uh, uh, they were supposed to be witnesses, and they shared, uh, and we have their accounts here in our hands. Jesus commissioned them uh, to spread the gospel, and they did, and we can share just as they did, and He will lead us as He led them. He's going to provide. They were told that they were uh, going to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. I know Will has shared this, the para and an epi. Para, uh, the Holy Spirit with us and in us. And epi, the, the pouring out of the Spirit upon us to empower us. Jesus is talking about the, the Spirit being poured out upon them uh, in Acts chapter 2, uh, the day of Pentecost. So he, he tells them, go wait in, in Jerusalem. So uh, they were given their instructions and, um, and uh, we see that they were obedient to it. What I also see here is God, uh, we, we can learn in here that where God guides, he provides. And uh, if God isn't providing something, I've, I've, uh, that, that um, Paul Stege, I, I, I mentioned him before. I, I was able to listen to him in, in Philadelphia at the, uh, the pastor's conference. I, was, I got to hear, uh, so this is a man that uh, has overcome a, a very uh, difficult stuttering problem. And uh, so he's 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 got a speech impediment, uh, and he goes headlong. Right, he went headlong right into it, and God has has taken him through that. And uh, this man stood up in front of I don't know how many pastors, seven hundred people. What would you? Yeah, I don't know. There were hundreds of pastors there, hundreds of them. This is a guy that has a ministry. What's that? Oh my goodness, twelve. Okay, so yeah, here I am. Like, is it three hundred? He's like, no, dude, it's like a thousand. So, uh, so there were a lot of pastors there. And this guy with a speech impediment uh, stands up and shares his testimony and, and starts talking about the ministry that the Lord has given him. He gets up there and he shares that uh, Paul, Paul's uh, ministry that God has given him is Bible distribution. And he just steps out in faith. And, and I was able to talk to him on that boat ride um, uh, last Saturday. Was, about a, was that only a week ago or like five days ago? feels like it was longer. Um, but uh, uh, one thing that he said that stuck out, stuck out to me the most, and a friend of mine over in Washington said this too, and only in a different thing. 
if the money runs out, then God's done with the ministry. You move on. You know, and, and then you move on. He asks, what, what's next? Otherwise, he, he goes, because I'm not striving on my own. I'm not doing any of that. He told me that, that uh, uh, you know, it's broken his heart to see things happen in his life where uh, spiritual leadership has gone and, and sought out, you know, counsel uh, instead of just relying on the Holy Spirit. And, 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 just, and, and, and we were able to, to just talk about that. And where God guides, he provides. Every single time you see that God has, has guided somebody to do something in the scripture, there's not one, and we'll never see it in our lives. If, we're, if God has given us uh, something to do, he's going to provide for us. If he has commissioned us to do something, he hasn't given us that and then just said, oh, just kidding, uh, just, just, you, you can just flounder and fail. And No, if God has, has, has commissioned us and has told us, go do this and I'm going to provide for you, it, it, we see it. Uh, time and time again in the scripture, where God guides, he provides. Trust in that. Very important. I remember, like I said, the, the friend I had over in Washington, um, he's like, he was running a Bible, he was uh, just uh, teaching a Bible study. Uh, he's like, huh, people stop showing up, then guess the Bible study's over. It's, it's God that brings the increase. It's the Holy Spirit. We can be called to sow seeds into water, but God brings the increase, right? Remember Paul teaching us that? You know, it's the Holy Spirit that brings the increase. It's it's God working. You know, we're we're here because God brought us here. You know, maybe somebody uh, heard, oh hey, you know, you ought to come to church. You know, or 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 God just you know pray, hey, you're driving by that church. Why don't you why don't you swing in? You know, it, whatever it is, but it's God that brings the increase. It, guys, I got to tell you, moving into this this pastor position. God, I've told you this, but I need to share it. And and sorry if I'm being repetitive. I don't, I I'm awful with that, and I'm sorry. But sometimes you don't remember. You guys know uh, my mom does this to me, and and uh, and I'll be like, oh yeah, we talked. And so I think I get it from my mom. I uh, love love you, mom, if you're watching. Um, but I, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, so the the day uh, that the announcement was made. And uh, I was, I was uh, right after the church uh, service, we all jumped in a, a van and we're driving down to Philadelphia and I'm driving. And there's that feeling of, what just happened? <laughs> you know, it's just kind of a quiet time. We're just driving. I'm like, so we just made an announcement that I'm going to be pastoring a church. I can tell you right now, until Will called me um, months ago and said, I want you to pray about something. I never thought I'd ever be a senior pastor. Never, never believed that calling was on my life until the Lord has brought me to that point uh, over the recent months and showed me. How, haven't you seen the, how this has happened here and there? So I get, you know, where I'm driving and I'm going, whew, okay, so this, they're leaving, this person, what, what, what are we going to do? Like, I, okay, this person's gone. I, I, God's like, whew, relax. And what God told me, and I'll share with you, because this is the way this church is going to move forward, it's day by day and step by step. God sp spoke those words to my heart. I didn't hear anything audibly. I didn't, like, see it on a sign where the road sign changed and told me, you know what I mean? It was the Holy Spirit ministering to my heart. And God told me, day by day, step by step. Shortly after that, that same day, as we're driving, I don't remember if I, I called Jen or she texted me. And we don't normally share, hey, I was blessed by this song as we listened or whatever. And I didn't tell her what was happening in my heart. 
And uh, Jen communicated to me by text or, or voice, you know, over the phone as we're traveling, just checking in. Hey, how things going? We're in New York or whatever. And she goes, good. I, um, I, I was really blessed after church. I heard Walk by Faith by Jeremy Camp. And I'm like, God just told me day by day, step by step, walk by faith. That's how the Lord ministers to us. Just have to trust him. So he's telling me, John, Calvary Chapel Down East is not your church. This is this is God's church. He's put me here to teach, to lead. But the, it's it's not. What does he say in the scripture? Not by not by um, might, not by uh, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Right. That's God is going to take care of everything that we need as long as we're obedient to His voice. Everything. Everything. It's just know this. As we move forward, God is going to take care of everything, all of our needs. That's what he's, that's how I'm just sharing with you how God ministers to me because he's speaking to me uh, very clearly. And I knew at that point, I have nothing to worry about. I'm going to trust him and he's going to give the leading and he's going to guide me all the way through step by step, day by day, step by step. And I'm just going to continue to walk by faith. I encourage you. And I know that the Lord gave me that and took me through that so that I would share it with you. They were told by their master, as we see here, to preach and where to preach. This is a Spurgeon quote. I'm going to go back. Spurgeon quote says, they were told by their great master what to preach and where to preach it and how to preach it and even where to begin to preach it. That's, that's, I just wanted to share that with you. As I was doing some studying, I, I, I came across this Spurgeon verse. They were, they were told by their great master what to preach where to preach it, and how to preach it, and even where to begin to preach it. That spoke, to, I'm sharing you guys, that spoke to my heart, because, you know, as I'm moving into this, I, I trust that the Lord's going to lead, and he's going to guide, and we're just going to move forward in faith, and, and, and trust him. Verse 50. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. Now it came to pass, while he blessed them, that he was parted from them and carried into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. Jesus ministered for 40 days. Uh, in Acts chapter, I'm going to read Acts chapter 1, verses uh, 1 through 3. says, the former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after he, through the Holy Spirit, was give, uh, had given uh, commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering uh, by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So he appeared several times to several different people. First uh, Corinthians chapter 15 tells us that he over uh, over 500 witnesses. Uh, there were there were over 500 witnesses of the risen Christ. So it, it, it's you're you're not going to have 500 witnesses of something and then go, did it really happen? You know, for those those that could be around, 500 people all all witnessed the risen Christ. You know, first, so for for scripture references, um, Acts chapter one, verses one through three, and First Corinthians fifteen. So 
Jesus blessed them as he left this world and continues to bless his church now. You know, he, he, he blessed them and, uh, and, and then ascended to the Father, and he continues to bless us. He ascended to the right hand of the Father. Remember, in Acts chapter 7, Stephen saw him and declared him uh, that what he had seen before he had died. So when Jesus uh, was, um, was uh, ascended, when he ascended. Another Spurgeon quote I want to share with you. He rises by his own power and majesty. He needs no help. He proved the innate power of his deity by which he could depart out of the world just as he, uh, just when he willed, uh, breaking the law of gravitation and suspending the laws usually governing matter. I've got to read this again to you. He rises by his own power and majesty. He needs no help. He proved the innate power of his deity by which he could depart out of the world just when he willed. Breaking the law of gravitation and suspending the laws usually governing matter. That's from Spurgeon. I just wanted to share that with you. So they witnessed Jesus as God. They obeyed his word uh, by returning to Jerusalem. They lived out their faith publicly. It says that they were in the temple. I have one more uh, quote uh, to share with you. Um, uh, theologian Morrison says, uh, a, little, a little before uh, they could not believe for joy. Now they were joyful just because they believed. I like that one too. I had to share it with you. It says, and I have to read these things to you twice. A little before they could not believe for joy. Now they were joyful just because they believed. So they, they're, they're, it says that they, and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Remember, they couldn't believe because of joy. Now that they, now they could, and they just had to share. And they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. That's uh, and then he ends it with amen. You know, that's uh, when 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 Luke ends that. Now Luke uh, goes on to write Acts, and some believe that that he was the writer of Hebrews. Some think it was Paul. Uh, don't want to confuse anything or anything, but that's I love the way he ends his gospel account. You know, you have your synoptic gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, so uh, moving those, uh, moving on from there. Uh, on Sunday morning, we're going to pick up in John uh, chapter one, and then. Uh, Wednesday night, we'll pick up in, in Genesis, and Sunday night, uh, we're going to talk about uh, where we'll go from there. So um, we're just about out of time, but uh, important for us to uh, continue in the word uh, continuously, that it, Jesus Christ's ministry was about the word. It was, it was ministering to people, and he was always, always, always Pointing people to the word, always pointing the word of God, the word of God. Hey, it said here, it says there. It's where we get our correction. It's where we get our direction, where we get fed from everything uh, comes from the word. It's so important for us to be in the word. And everything here, he's just reminding when he when he confronts the, the uh, disciples when they're on the road to Emmaus, he teaches them the word. When he gets uh, to everybody here, the the eleven uh, that are there, and and uh, and he shows up, what does he do? Remind them of the word, and he talks to them about the word. The word is the importance for us. Continue in the word. Continue to grow. Uh, when we leave here tonight, I you know I encourage all of us just to be in the word all week long, and and to continue to grow. Uh, if, if you have a, a short moment, I know some of us are just so busy. 
you know, constant. You run how many ho uh, hotels? Like three of them. The mo motels, motel. She runs three motels, and 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 I was so blessed. She walks to the door. She's like, I miss Sunday, but I'm here tonight. <laughs> she she resolved to be here in the Word, and that's that's how we grow, brothers and sisters. So uh, let's pray, Father. We are blessed by your Word. Oh God, may we uh, let it nourish our souls uh, uh, every single day, just to take it in and uh, and and learn, and grow. All the things, Lord, that you have for us. We, do, we just, such a blessing to be in your word. We pray, Lord, that you would bless us as we leave tonight. That you would keep us safe as we drive home. And as we uh, lay our heads down tonight, Lord, that we would uh, just be able to, uh, just to pray to you and thank you for uh, how you bless us. Don't know uh, the, the burdens that any of us may be carrying right now or uh, whatever it may be, Lord, let us lay it at your feet. Not let that steal our our uh, sleep from us tonight. Or, Lord, keep us from your word or, or, or anything like that. That we would just uh, obediently go to your word and, and to trust you and let the word govern our hearts and not, not our circumstances. We thank you. We love you. We praise you. And we uh, pray you keep us safe to work together again. In Jesus' name, amen.